FGT Nation. It's your boy Matt running solo again. Again, what can I say? I just love me some Jason Derulo. I'm riding solo. I'm riding solo. That's a, that's the most you're gonna get ever. Sorry. Uh, at least when I'm solo, Sean and I can can you know vibe all day. He hits the highs. I hit the lows. Giggity. Welcome fucking back. For those of you that didn't hear my last episode about the New England fucking Patriots, you're wrong. You're wrong. As a hometown fan, I got to have fun, you know, recording that episode. And then, additionally, the episode you're getting today is a team that I grew up loving because of their quarterback, thanks to my Uncle Jamie. So I've I've, I've followed them pretty well, and in fantasy, I'm pretty pretty biased a little bit. So I'm going to try my hardest to really have fun with this one, though, because... It's a completely different season than they're used to. But before we get started, we got to hit that intro, baby. Lift it up. You know we got to shout out our boy Andy Cosby, Sean's flesh and blood, and Chrome Roses for that fucking intro. And as you know, if you've been listening, FGT Nation, for those of you that haven't, welcome, welcome. If you tune into the end of the episode, you'll get even more Chrome Roses. And as Sean has announced and we've been talking about, Andy, I don't know if it's because of the love from you guys, I don't know if it's just the itch again. But he's bringing some music back with Chrome Roses, so there's going to be new shit coming out. So we're helping to promote him with that just because he's fucking dope, okay? Since we're doing shout-outs, Justin Dennis, you get two, my boy. You get Justin Dennis over at Slick Shades. It's Slick with a Y, S-L-Y-K Shades. We get that promo code FGT25 now. Get you some fucking sick sunglasses, some hoodies, maybe some sweatpants, Anything on the goddamn website, 25% off, support him, local business, dope dude, because he's also joining Kristen Michella at Devion Smith's Pizza Pizza Parlor. Thank you for joining our Patreon, guys. Get yourself a slice, or check out our other fucking tiers, okay? We tag the, we tag the Patreon in every Facebook post as far as the like, episode launches. Uh, we're probably going to start posting it more as far as I'm concerned. I know I'm going to, just so, so you guys can see it, because the more help that you guys are able to give and the more support we get from you guys, the more we can fucking grow the show and do and bring some people on, maybe. You know, maybe uh, finalize some, some video. Sean, and I, Sean mentioned it on the Facebook post. We've been trying a joint, uh, like a joint episode separately. Having some problems? We're figuring it out, okay? And final shout out, now that I've delayed this. Damian Winslow over at Infected Concepts, killing it with our merch. We got the shirts. We got the hoodies. We got two of them. Our newest one, punting for punting, Puntings for Pussies. Because it is. I mean this in real life, especially in Madden. If you punt, if you punt in Madden, we're probably going to fight. Don't punt the ball. It's Madden. In real life, fuck that. Fourth down, go for it. Every goddamn time. Dan Campbell style. Okay. 
Now, like I said, this is a team that I grew up watching, okay? It's a team I'm a fan of. I have been. I can name you a plethora of players off this team throughout the years. They have quite a different look this year, okay? What was once an absolutely dominant offense in my mind is completely changed this year with the removal of one generational talent, in my opinion. I'm talking Green Bay. I'm talking Devontae Adams leaving. Devontae Adams did not just leave. And I, I won't go into too much detail about the A.A. Ron part but until later on. But Aaron Rodgers wanted to become the fucking quarterback to get paid. He wanted the big dick money. And he got the big dick money. He got $50 million fucking dollars a year. And then what did Devontae Adams do? He said, oh, hey, by the way, I see you franchise tagged me. Fuck that. I'm not playing on the franchise tag. I'm done. Get me out of here. And he gets traded to the Raiders to reunite with his college quarterback, Derek Carr. So now, but just removing that one fucking player off that offense, you get a completely revitalized offense. I shouldn't say revitalized. Completely different offense. Completely, in my opinion, much weaker offense. So without further ado, we're going to jump into one of the, the potential pass catching you know, weapons. We're talking about Robert Tonyan, the tight end. Bobby Tonyan. I was trying to think of, I mean, I could say Texas Tonyan, I guess. Really don't got a good name for him yet. We're going to work on that because I actually really like him. He's getting sleeped on this year, in my opinion, and I think that's because he only played eight games last year. He had eight games, 18 catches, 204 yards, and two touchdowns. I know he's a guy I drafted last year because in 2020, he had 52 catches on 59 targets. 586 yards, and 11 fucking touchdowns. As Sean and I continue to fucking reiterate, yeah, I'm going to swear a lot, okay? I'm feeling that way today. You don't like it? I'm sorry. But as we continue to reiterate, tight ends need touchdowns. That's their whole bread and fucking butter. Tight ends get touchdowns. It's You know, unless you got a guy like Mark Andrews or Travis Kelsey or maybe even George Kittle still, you're relying on touchdown-dependent tight ends. 11 touchdowns is not is nothing to scoff at, and that was with Devontae Adams. He had an off year last year. He's a little older, but with the with the loss of just such a sizable talent, Rodgers is going to have to rely on different people, and realistically, he's probably going to rely on guys he knows. So I think Robert Tonyan, amongst some other guys I'll talk about, are really going to see a benefit to uh, to no longer having that Definite, clear-cut, you know, leaps and bounds ahead number one receiver on his team. Am I drafting Robert Tonyan as my number one tight end? No. But if you want to go up, if you get yourself a guy like Kittle, who's, you know, great when healthy but has some health concerns recently, if you get a guy like Cole Komet that's supposed to go off and you still want someone to back up just in case, I think Robert Tonyan has great upside. But as you'll see throughout this entire episode, I'm very unsure as to what Green Bay's offense is going to look like. So everything I say, take with a grain of salt. And yeah, 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 I know they have Mercedes Lewis. I'm not talking about him. Don't take Mercedes Lewis. I want to jump to the running backs now, okay? There's two two running backs mainly to talk about on Green Bay. And a lot of people are very unsure as to what's going to happen. 
do I fucking know what's gonna happen? No, I'm a fat kid sitting in a, actually today it's Vibe Studios, or Vibe, whatever, I'm sitting in my girl, I'm using a different car today, okay, that's the joys of having a car for a studio, you can use any of them, but I don't know what, you know, how the running back usage will happen, I fucking think I might know, based on trends, based on what would make sense, like I said, you know, Sean's more of the stat guy, I'm more of like the what fucking makes sense guy, okay, you got Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon, Aaron Jones is kind of the seasoned vet on that, in, in that offense, I think he's 27, 28, A.J. Dillon's the young gun, I think this is his third season, Quadzilla, as uh, the ladies and gentlemen call him, so they finished pretty, pretty close to each other last year. Aaron Jones threw 15 games, had 171 rushes for 799 yards and four touchdowns with 52 catches for 391 yards and six, and six touchdowns. I'm very happy with that. In 2020, Aaron Jones rushed for 1,100 yards and had like 300 yards through the air. So obviously still very happy with that. A.J. Dillon last year through 17 games had 16 more attempts, four more yards, one more touchdown. So we're looking at 187, 803 yards, five touchdowns, 34 catches, 313 yards, and two touchdowns. Neither of those really jump out to you. But there's been speculation that both players are capable of being a number one guy. Like I've said, with the loss of Devontae Adams, you're going to see a completely redeveloped offense around Aaron Rodgers. One of those things you might be seeing has been rumored in training camp, Aaron Jones has been seeing time at the slot receiver position. What I see that as is, is, the, is Green Bay trying to get the most out of their definite weapons that they can. Aaron Jones is a definite weapon. A.J. Dillon has the potential in athletics to be a definite weapon. And he's young enough where it's about that time because he's been progressing steadily to be thrusted into it. Do I think you're going to see Aaron Jones lose touches? No. I think you'll see Aaron Jones stay right around where he's been at, you know, or where he was last year, 171, maybe a little less, 160 if that. But I think you'll see him comfortably right around that. What I think you'll see is more receptions. I think you're going to see Aaron Jones used more out of the backfield and as a slot receiver. I think when A.J. Dillon's in the backfield, you'll see Aaron Jones getting a little bit a mixture of rest and slot opportunities. Slot opportunities. I'm willing to take both these players on my team. I'm still taking Aaron Jones over Dillon because um, he's the, the definite number one still. Um, I highly recommend drafting Dillon if you draft Jones. Uh, unfortunately, I think that Dylan is going to be the biggest handcuff in football this year because he has the, the capabilities and the potential to, to be used you know, in a starting role as far as the amount of touches he's going to see and usage he'll see. But I don't think that as of this season it'll really affect um, Aaron Jones for right now. Now, if you're in a dynasty, weigh those options. But if you're just doing you know redraft leagues and all that, I'm I'm happily grabbing both of them. Um, I would use AJ Dillon as a flex receiver, uh, receiver for uh, a flex running back. You know, three option potentially more running back four if you can. But I think that he he has some pretty good upside, and I still I still love Aaron Jones. And now I want to move on to the receiving core in Green Bay. Now, 
obviously when you, and I've said this the whole episode, when you lose a guy like Devontae Adams, that completely changes your offense. What it also requires is someone else to step up and be the receiver one. Realist, honestly, I thought Green Bay was going was gonna to win the, uh, the Julio Jones lottery. I figured that they had enough young talent on their team, they'd want to bring in another old guy who might still have a little bit in the tank and do something with for Aaron Rodgers. Um, but I think I think they're just kind of relying on Randall Cobb to be the old veteran. Um, and they rely on their rookie, Christian, I want to say Christian Watson or something like that. Yeah, Christian Watson. And uh, does he have potential? He does. He has, you know, he has great potential. I mean, he's hurt right now, and Aaron Rodgers, when interviewed, said that he's not worried because the kid's so smart and athletic. So, I mean, it's, it's, it's clear that, that Uncle Aaron likes him. But as far as who they have right now to actually talk about and has sample sizes, we really have two main guys. I mean, technically three. I'll, I'll, I'll touch on the third guy. It'll take me all 14 seconds. Um, the first guy is Alan Lazard. Alan Lazard actually had a, had a surprising season last year. I mean, he, he only had 40 catches on 60 targets. But he had 513 yards, which is a great average per catch. And eight touchdowns. So, that's, I mean, the guy's 6'5". So, he's clearly a, a nice big, a, a big a big target in that end zone. And as of right now, he's considered to be the, the, the front runner for the receiver one position in Green Bay. Uh, if that's the case... I mean, don't draft him in the uh, as a top five or top ten run, uh, receiver. He's a guy that I'd be happy. Same thing as Dylan, taken for my flex or as a as an immediate backup, uh, because there's reports that that Rogers loves him, and they have that chemistry, and he's that big bodied guy that Rogers wants to hit down downfield. And realistically, Lazard is pretty much the the run deep guy. That's he's just gonna run deep, so. If Aaron Rodgers and Lazard can get on the same page, I think that Lazard has a chance to be a way above his ADP. I mean, like I said, I'm not starting him right now. I'm taking him on a, uh, you know, if I if I really really like him, I'll take a flyer on him. But I'd like to have him on my bench, comfortably um, behind another guy if possible. So if you lose a number one receiver, I'm big on 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 reassurance on the bench guys. In case you didn't grasp that. But I think Lazard has a real big chance to come up and be sneaky this year. Another guy is Randall Cobb that people are talking about. Um, I think he's realistically just there for veteran preference, um, veteran knowledge, and Aaron Rodgers likes him. He only had 28 catches last year for 375 yards and five touchdowns. The five touchdowns is, is, is very good, considering he only had 20, you know, a little little less than a fifth of his catch of one and one a. But basically, one out of five, one out of six catches, somewhere in that range, was a touchdown. So, I mean, that's not terrible. But he's older. He's been doing this for a minute. I know Rodgers likes him. I loved him back in the day. I'm just, I don't think he's draft worthy. I think he's a guy that if, if he is, a, if, he, if you do need him, because, you know, some receivers went down, I think he'll be available in free agency. Um, I just, I feel like he's one of those guys you can't touch till you see how the season develops. Now, those are all the offensive weapons I'm really going to talk about. But besides, this, you know, my last guy, obviously that we're all waiting on. If you if you feel I miss someone, please let me know. Uh, I'd be very shocked. I didn't really die. I mean, Christian Watson, take if you're in a dynasty. Don't I mean keep an eye on if you're uh, doing redraft. But realistically, I feel like oh, sorry, Sammy Watkins. 
I think is washed up and a bum. I think he'll be a complete non-factor this season, and I'm not even touching him if you give him to me. I don't think he's worth the roster spot. But that leaves us with the man of the hour. Uncle A.A. Ron Rogers, the fucking diva he's become. Sean, you better st- you better tune in because uh, you've been asking me to rip this motherfucker a new asshole. And as someone that grew up watching the, pa- the Packers as well as the Patriots, enjoying the Packers, rooting for them, I watched the whole Brett Favre, Aaron Rodgers debacle when Rogers or when Favre went to Minnesota and Rogers took over. Like it's, I've watched that, and now here I am watching Rogers and essentially the you know towards the end of his career and the twilight of his career, and. I think he is in for a rude fucking awakening. So last year, he had 4,115 yards, 37 touchdowns, and four picks. With the, I don't think you'll see this guy throw interceptions. I, I'd be very surprised if he broke 10 unless you see him just forcing it in there. But 4,100 4, yards, 37 touchdowns, four picks, everyone will take that. No one's complaining about that. 2020 MVP season. 4,299 yards. Couldn't get the extra one, Aaron. Come on. 48 touchdowns, 9 picks. But everyone forgets the year prior to that. 2019, 4,002 yards, 26 touchdowns, 4 interceptions. I've also been forgetting to mention that Aaron Rodgers lost MVS, Marquez Valdez-Scantling. So you lose Devontae Adams and MVS, who's a guy that it was rumored Aaron Rodgers really liked. And he, I mean, and he advocated for it at one point. So it's, I'd say, more than rumors. I think you're going to see a complete downgrade in all categories. Like I said, I still think you'll see less than 10 interceptions. I wouldn't be surprised if it was in that 8, 9, maybe even hitting 10. Um, I think you're going to be right around that 26 touchdown mark like you were in 2019. And I don't see how he breaks 4,000 yards. He single-handedly, in my opinion... Fucking ruined his own team. Like, yeah, I get it. You have AJ Dillon. I get it. You have, uh, you have Aaron Jones. Okay. And I shouldn't say single-handedly. I think it, his his actions were a response to, you know, a season or two of frustration. I think this whole offseason, That's why he wanted to get all the money he got. He wanted to see if Green Bay was really serious or if they wanted Jordan Love. Like, I get it. But by being the fucking absolute diva that Aaron Rodgers was this, this offseason, I think that's what chased out De- Devontae Adams. I think Devontae saw that and said, so you, this guy's just going to bitch and moan, talk about leaving, talk about doing this, talk about doing that, and then, you, and then you're going to give him $50 million fucking dollars. I'm all set. And I can't blame him. Like, you know, people, and yeah, I'm, I am plugging Tom Brady here, okay? People shit on Tom Brady left and right. One of the things he is revered for and known for doing in New England is taking less money to keep star players around him on offense. Randy Moss, Wes Welker, Gronk, like he takes less money defensive players too, specifically Stephon Gilmore, you know Darrell Revis we've, Tom Brady's always made it a point to take a, to take a little, he's never been a top paid quarterback until recently uh in order to keep talent around him. And Aaron Rodgers, in my opinion, his team was already being looked at as, you know, kind of weak on the weaker side. Offensively, you know, 
I mean, last year he basically just fed Devontae Adams the whole fucking year. If you watched even a, even a few minutes of a Green Bay game last last year offensively, you knew it was the feed Devontae show. And now you've chased Devontae out, and Marquez Valdez-Scaling, MVS, is out too. I think he's at Kansas City. You know, your top three receivers are Alan Lazard, Randall Cobb, and technically Sammy Watkins right now. Obviously, you can argue Christian Watson deserves to be in there, but he's hurt right now, and he's a rookie, so I can't. So Aaron Rodgers goes from one of the best receivers in the game to, in my opinion, now one of the worst receiving cores in the game. I think there was not nearly enough talent behind him in case this happened. I don't think Green Bay prepared for it. I don't think Green Bay expected it. But when Aaron Rodgers comes out, is the complete fucking bitch. Just bitches about everything, about this. It's just a diva going on the Ma- the Pat McAfee show and other shows, fucking just saying stupid shit, being stupid, and just being a like. If I'm on that team, I wouldn't want to be part of it either. If I'm a guy that can get out or does or can can, can take a contract elsewhere, I don't want to play with Aaron Rodgers right now, and that sucks because I loved Aaron Rodgers for a very long time. But I, I can't... And then now, recently, he's coming out that he's, like, taking DMT and shit. He won't get fined, right? But Josh Gordon smokes weed. He hasn't played football in, like, three, five... The three, three, four, five fucking years. Calvin Ridley bets on a game he isn't even involved in. Suspended for a year. You got a guy that's been an MVP and a major face for your company coming out and admitting to taking hallucinogens. And I'll be surprised if he sees a lick of punishment. Uh, and if that is the case, I plan on doing another episode fully focusing on how bullshit the league punishments continue to be. But, Rodgers, um, I'll be very surprised if he goes over 28 touchdowns. I'm thinking 24 to 26 comfortably. I'm thinking like 3,500 yards maybe and 8 to 10 picks. I think he's. I think if you're drafting Aaron Rodgers... Where you've been drafting Aaron Rodgers, you're gonna be solely, or like, very disappointed. Uh, I could be wrong though. He could come out, prove that he, I'm a fucking dumbass, and he just fucking slings it, and these guys are good. But realistically, I don't under, I don't see how you could do it. And I want to watch Aaron Rodgers crash and burn now because I want to see him have to deal with the consequences of his actions. I want karma to bite him in the fucking ass. Because, like, it's just, it's insane to me, the amount of money they're giving him at his age. Like, five, six years ago, if you were 37, 38, you were retiring as a quarterback. You were lucky if you got past 35. And now you got guys going in their 40s, Tom Brady. And Rodgers is looking into doing it. Like, it's just, I don't know. I feel like Aaron Rodgers is going to get his dick stomped in to start the season I think he'll eventually fix it. I think he'll he'll work back and, and like I said, have a decent year like that. Definitely not by Aaron Rodgers' standards. But I just feel like he's due for a rude awakening. Folks, if you've made it to the end of my episode, here's a little bonus for you. I love you. All right? Thank you, thank you, thank you for fucking liking, you know, liking sharing, following, all that shit uh, for our page. Please continue to do it. Continue to check out uh, all our different you know medias we have. We got 
Google Podcast, Apple Podcast, Spotify, Anchor. Like, like I said, we have that Patreon, you know, that's going to help Sean and I continue to build the show and give you guys the best content we can. Now, I do want to tease a little something I have in the works. If everything works out, there might be some big news coming from FGT Podcast. And it will be it will be largely in part to all you guys out there that, that are supporting us and continuing to help us grow. If you think I did good with the Screen Bay episode, let me know. If you think I suck, let me know. If you agree or disagree. What am I going to say? Fucking let me know. Okay? If you miss me and Sean together, let us know. We're trying for the joint stuff, guys. We really fucking are. It's just, it's fighting with us. Okay? But that concludes my Green Bay fucking Packers episode. Again, if I forgot someone, let me know. If I added someone you disagree with, fucking let's go. We're all about that chat, okay? I'm going to be a lot more involved now that, you know, my baby's been born. She's been home and we're all good. So FGT Nation, thank you again. Continuing to like, share, and follow. Until next time, motherfuckers. Peace. Sterilize so you get nothing. You lose. Good day, sir. Thank mm-hmm. you.